Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and this is a quick editor's note. This is an update on this podcast. Since the uploading and recording of this podcast, things have changed. The game that we talk about in this podcast is no longer in development. Matt is working on a Nintendo 3DS game uh, currently, and um, I will put links to his Patreon and his YouTube page in the information box, so that way you can get more information on that. Um, you know, game development is really hard, and I understand that things change, and how you want your original vision to be is not how things end up. That's just part of being an artist, so this did not work out, unfortunately. And um, But I do think it's a very interesting podcast, an interesting interview, and I hope you find it enjoyable. Now, on to the show. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf Vega, and today I'm doing an interview with Orthiaga, game developer, and I'm talking to Matt. Uh, hi, Matt. Hello, hello. And uh, Matt, uh, let's get started with just some basic questions. Uh, who are you and what do you do? All right. Hi, my name is Matthew Corden. Uh, I am the founder of, of this small little game development company. Um, I In this company, I wear many hats uh, as, as far as like being the lead designer, um, being the, the art director, uh, being public relations guy, as you can tell, uh, and so forth. We make video games, but we're again we're a small company. Okay, so tell me about your ga- uh, background with game development. Sure, I've been uh, very interested in game design um, since I was a kid. I uh, got into it through um, what was basically a predecessor to Super Mario Maker. If you know what that is, um, on the internet there used to be a Flash game that was basically like a smaller version of, of uh, Super Mario Maker. Um, and I found it like really enticing. Um, and from there, like I, I learned about like actual game development. And uh, since then, um, oh, well, for a couple years, I made uh, games as a hobby. Um, and uh, I wasn't very good at it for a good long time. Um, but I learned quite a lot, I think. Um, and somewhat recently in 2015, I decided to. Um, take it more seriously and to try to make games for profit. Um, and just a few weeks ago, in fact, uh, we uh, registered our company and we, we became official, basically. And, and um, we are uh, now um, starting on a 3DS video game uh, that uh, we are hoping to get a publisher for. for. Um, I've made... Uh, Games in a, in a, a couple different genres, but they've been all uh, in 2D, um, and they've all been like indie games. Um, usually with like with like pixel art, but usually also with um, some degree of uh, uh, a lot of like passion, creativity, and and um, I would say uh, uniqueness to like the uh, the games that we make. We usually don't really um, design games too much with. Like whatever like trend is kind of like going through i would um in the past have like just whatever like cool idea would come across my mind i would i would set about and like make a, a small game about it and that was like a lot of like we'll have tons to get here i guess 
Okay, so tell me about this uh, new game you're making. Sure. My team and I are making a game called Contraband um, Deviant Dual Decks, uh, or Contraband 3D for short. It's um, a game uh, based off of um, the true events of life behind the, the Iron Curtain in um, the Cold War uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, it's about um, young adult punks who feel very much uh, disenfranchised and and unhappy with the way that things are in, in their country. And they want to um, basically like, bring about like change. Um, it's very much like like uh, like a story um, written kind of like a young adult a novel, but as a video game, you basically play as uh, um, a teenage male who we haven't like given a name yet, uh, and you go around your your city basically, and you, and you uh, three times a day like plan what you're gonna do, like if you're gonna um, hang out at like a pub or or like go explore downtown where where there's like rubble from like a past war, uh, or like maybe go into the city and you like talk to folks there. And beyond that, the game is also a, uh, I want to say, um, a, a trading card game, video game. But as far as I understand, I think trading card game is a, a copyright term by Nintendo, actually. Um, so, so basically, it's like, um, if you know what Yu-Gi-Oh! is, uh, a lot of the game is uh, you challenge people, the characters of the same age as, as your main character, uh, to like a card game duel, um, and just a little bit like an RPG. It's kind of hard to describe if you don't really know a whole lot about um, card games. But like, think of it as like a little bit of a mix between, like, say, um, an RPG with um, like a, a 52 card like deck. How say like um, <laughs> if you're playing uh, Goldfish, for example, you you have like different kinds of like cards in your hand and, and you're trying to win against your opponent. Um, well, like a card game, basically, if you don't know, it's like a, a much more like sophisticated like version of that. Uh, and the game is basically like it it revolves around that um, in that uh, it has like all the features that video games about collectible card games traditionally have, like uh, building your deck is a big part of the game, um, getting new cards, experimenting with different um, what are card called uh, archetypes, which is when um, like uh, a deck of cards has a, a special theme, uh, which is usually like tied to like um, like say maybe it might be like a theme about dragons, but it might also be um, a deck where you're trying to use a very specific strategy to win, uh, and and so like winning progresses the game, um, but also kind of unique to to our game, unlike a lot of other card games, is, is that it's not. Uh, very important that you win, um, and it's it's almost uh, more so like a, a thing to um, uh, to pass the time and to get to know um, the NPC character that you're, you're uh, playing the card game against. Uh, one thing that we want to do is we want to have like a very realistic angle to this game, in which um, when you're playing against other people, uh, it's a kind of a realistic realistic scenario in which. Um, all it is, is is just like uh, two people with with decks of cards, um, like talking to each other and, and like having like friendly competition usually within a game, which is different from say um, 
if you've ever, if like the audience, if, if you've ever seen the the Yu-Gi-Oh TV show, uh, which is a good comparison. Um, how in, in that TV show there, there's usually like like a huge amount of stakes, and and like the card game is um, has like uh, holographic projectors, and like card games like decide like the fate of the world. Like instead of that, we we kind of want to make like a game that like has like a um, more real, a realistic take of, of what it's like to be somebody who's who's really into card games, but to at the same time kind of take that um, very relatable and realistic like angle of, of playing card games, but set it in an interesting uh, setting that is unlike uh, what is like here and now. Does that answer your question pretty well? Yeah. Um, so, how many cards do you expect to have in the game, or do you not want to reveal that? Um, at the moment we're thinking about, and that's actually a really good question because that, that has like a massive effect on like what the game is like. Uh, we've observed that like card games that have like say 20 to 30 cards are like really quick and like each card that you draw like is, could be like a game changer. That could be like the card that wins the game when, when there's only that many. Uh, And we've seen that there's some card games that have like as much as like 60 cards per deck. Um, and that means that, um, like (laughs) cards could, never show up and, and so like uh, random chance is like a huge aspect to games like that so we're trying to do something that's closer to the middle we were aiming for um right now it's 30 to 40 cards okay now um what systems will this be coming out on this will be coming out on new 3ds systems so that would be the uh and right now it's it's um as far as we know it's only going to be coming to uh north america although we would like to expand um, but as far as like, we can only really promise it's it's coming to North America, and as such, that means that um, we can only confirm that it's coming to um, new 3DS XL and new 2DS uh, XL, um, or yeah, yeah, the new 2DS. Um, so, are you self-funding this, or is it through Patreon, or 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 how how do you do this? I am mainly uh, funding this myself. I have um, what is basically my business partner, even though I would say that I um, am the, I'm definitely like the founder and like the main person, but like, I guess kind of like you could say like the vice president, so to speak. Um, My friend Trevor, uh, he um, is not really able to contribute much. as, as like my, my fellow business partners. So we have to kind of, because I only have so much money, I have to look outside of, outside of um, self-funding. And um, we are using Patreon to try to get as much money uh, for development as we can as kind of a stopgap until um, we are able to maybe get a publisher or, or especially, uh, in fact, we, we actually need kind of Patreon for beyond that too. Uh, you may not know that um, publishers tend to not give too much like funding. Actually, like publishers tend to help more so with um, like time management, um, some of the more like like expert uh, kind of like as 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 that that they are have a lot more experience with the business and and like have working relationships with say Nintendo. Um, and are more capable to do things like make physical copies and um, and are significantly better at advertisement and stuff like that. Um, 
So we, we were probably uh, going to rely very heavily on, on Patreon to get our funding. How does that work for you so far? Um, so far it has not been going too well, unfortunately. I have uh, been trying all the, the different methods that I know, such as like advertising on, on Facebook uh, with ads, um, reaching out to the Reddit community, which, which I think went well in, in a sense, because I think it's, and we'll, I, I think we can get to this later, but uh, doing so uh, made like a working relationship with um, people on the 3DS like Reddit community uh, who, by basically being like very personal about it, um, I was able to get a lot of people excited and like uh, friendly with us. Um, unfortunately, that didn't like result in like uh, many people funding us. Um, outside of that, I've also told uh, some friends and family about it, um, and <laughs> right now they're, they're thinking it over. Do you have any specific patrons that you currently have that you want to give a shout out to for helping you out so far? Um, so far, we have one patron uh, who is our um, our first supporter. He came from a Reddit. Unfortunately, I don't know the person's uh, username off the top of my my head. Um, but I just I definitely want to give a shout out to our very first patron, who, despite the fact that our a Patreon page initially we we fixed it since then, but initially it wasn't very good. Um, but despite that, they had a lot of faith in us, and and this person uh, is giving us sixteen dollars a month, and that's that is going to be so helpful. Now, um, why did you say the new 3ds only? Why don't you want to do the old 3ds as well? Um, initially, we did want to do the originally uh, the original 3ds systems, um, but when looking into it, um, for all kinds of different reasons, we kind of realized that that's uh, that it makes more sense to do um, new 3ds only, at least from a development perspective. It it definitely has the very massive uh, drawback of being an unpopular opinion um, with like people at large. Uh, because it's it's honestly like really hard to describe why uh, it's so much better like for for us as developers to only do it for new systems instead of for for all 3ds systems. Um, one reason is the cost. Uh, for whatever reason, um, it's a lot cheaper to only develop for new 3ds systems, um, whereas uh, it's very expensive to develop for. Either only original sys or only original 3ds systems or both. Um, so as as you know, as like a, a company that doesn't have a lot of money, who's kind of struggling to get crowdfunding, um, it kind of makes sense for us uh, to uh, start small um, to kind of match our budget. It also makes sense in that um, it means that we don't have to uh, make two versions of the same game, like and optimize each of them for for both of the systems. When there's more systems to develop for, there's more things that can go wrong, and that can be kind of stressful. Uh, beyond that, there's also um, the problem of having uh, like less buttons could be could end up being restrictive for us. Having less um, power, uh, like hardware power, could end up being a, a huge nuisance. It wouldn't be like impossible to get around that, um, but it would. Uh, make things a lot more difficult for us as um, somewhat novice developers. I wouldn't say that we're like unprepared for this. I definitely think that we are. I also don't think that uh, we're anywhere near as like 
um, experienced as uh, what you would typically think of for a like a, uh, a development team making a big 3DS game. Um, but I would say, I just remember, though, that the most important reason why is because um, developing for um, an original 3DS system is extremely harder. Uh, it's, it's a lot less user-friendly. And if you don't know a heck of a lot about coding, and if you don't have a lot and a lot of patience, um, then it would, it can be like very overwhelming and stressful to, to try to, to program for original 3DS. I think that has a lot to do with why there hasn't been a lot of like Western developers, um, people outside of Nintendo themselves who have uh, tried to put their games on, on 3DS as compared to say the Switch, which is a lot easier. Uh, for development, and so is the new 3DS systems. Um, by comparison, they're they're very like easy to develop for and, and very user friendly. I think Nintendo really untuck that criticism to heart when they made the new 3DS system. So yeah, that's the reason why. Now, um, regarding the new 3DS, we actually be using uh, 3D for this game. Definitely, um, we didn't uh, set up like we we definitely. Uh, came up with this this game idea with the um, the 3ds in mind but that being said we, we didn't really think to uh, we didn't really like plan on, on like 3d being like a, a very quintessential like aspect about it but that being said um, now that we've um, kind of realized the position we're in it, it seems as though we might end up uh, be making one of the very last um, somewhat large uh, brand new like games for the 3DS um, because it seems like these days uh, Nintendo themselves have been um, porting uh, like older games instead of like making new games for, for the 3DS. Um, so as it kind of, kind of by coincidence, it, it seems like um, the game that we're making is kind of a big deal for that reason that it's going to be like one of the last um, like, big new important like games, I guess, for the system. Um, and Nintendo themselves have, have been occasionally not uh, putting 3D in their games, I've noticed. Um, in talking with the the 3DS community, um, they've kind of pointed out that like a good handful of of uh, their games being ported do not have 3D anymore. Um, that's not true for all of them, but for most of them. Um, and so, by virtue of having 3D, I think that like makes like our game kind of stand out for the better too. Um, uh, our game doesn't really have a whole lot that. Um, Really feels like it like needs 3D, um, and, and we're definitely not like experts when it comes to like programming like a three-dimensional like stereoscopic game, um, uh, because as as we said, we we are mostly uh, used to doing two-dimensional games. Um, but that being said, we we definitely want to put care and and like effort into the 3D aspect, even if it doesn't turn out to be all like like all that like marvelous or or, or like important to the experience. We still definitely want to like um, not neglect that. If that makes sense. How is it to make the different layers of 3D? Would it hurt the gameplay because of you know the frame rate, or how does that work? I don't know how the game development works with 3D. That's a very good question. It's um it's definitely not something that like um, Nintendo or, or really any other developer like really makes apparent. Um, and unfortunately, because we're not too far into development, we don't have a very good idea of how it works, but just based off of our experiences as a uh, um, game developers and programmers, like I, I can, um, and by the way, I'm also um, 
a, a big part of, of the programming aspect of, of the games that we make. I'm, I'm the lead programmer. But anyway, um, so how 3D seems to work, as far as I understand, is uh, there are like many, many um, layers and um, thing like in and like things are, are like assigned to a layer basically of, of like distance from from your eye I guess uh, you know um, theoretically like I, I don't um, the way that it works obviously it's not like quite literally like physically like spread out but like how your eye perceives it I guess um, and and so uh, with like a truly 3D game we have to have many 3D layers which is different than say um, I know that in uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, which is another 3DS game, I know that in that game there are scenes when when it's like 2D sprites, kind of like um, like standing on top of like a like a a uh, map, um, in like a top view, and so and, and like whenever that happens when when uh, you're in a battle in that game, um, it's not too different than say like a, a 2D game. So there's not many layers being used, um, and so I would imagine that that's like less uh, um, intensive than than say having like a fully 3D game like say uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D. Um, so because our game is, is definitely going to be completely 3D, um, I do think that that's going to be um, a little bit intensive, I guess. But the good thing about like developing for only new 3DS systems is that we have a lot of um, extra hardware to work with, and that should help us to keep the frame rates smooth and, and to keep them high. Now, um, are you using the Unity engine? I know Nintendo recently made a big deal about the Unity engine and helping making games for the new 3DS and Switch. Um, has that been very helpful to you or no? Oh, absolutely. We aren't too far into the process, but even already, we, we um, definitely feel that uh, a Nintendo's relationship with, with Unity has actually been like a very good thing for developers. That's a, That's a huge part of why... Um, the Switch as well as um, new 3DS systems are so much more user-friendly to developers now than they used to be. Um, and Nintendo, by the way, has a long, long history of being um, of making like consoles and, and hardware that is uh, not at all friendly to like other developers. Um, they have like an in-house um, research and development team, and, and they uh, and so they, and Nintendo has kind of always kind of like made their own consoles for themselves in mind instead of for like for everyone in mind. Um, which is kind of why, why it's like so difficult to, to make like an original 3DS game. But, but anyway, Unity, their like philosophy is to be extremely, um, uh, easy to, to, to understand and, and very like, uh, with like people in mind, I guess, with, um, new developers in mind too. Um, and that being said, um, Yes, our game is going to be made using the Unity engine, but uh, using not the free version of the Unity that engine. That's a very important thing to clarify. Um, Unity gets kind of a bad rap from um, people who play video games uh, because Unity is often associated with um, a lot of the, the not-so-good games to come out of uh, indie games. Um, and as not a perfect example, but as a, as a recent example, um, ukulele uh, was made in Unity, and people were saying um, that that was like a huge red flag. And the fact that the game turned out to be um, not to everyone's ex- expectation, uh, people kind of use that as like, ah, oh, see, I, I knew it. Unity is is terrible, and everything made with Unity is going to be terrible. 
But um, I want to um, set the record straight and say that like a video game is only as good as the people making it, and and it honestly has almost nothing to do with the engine itself, um, because if if the developers rely really heavily on on the engine and especially the, like the shortcomings of the engine, um, their game is going to reflect that and, and going to be um, in like well like of course it's going to look bad, um, but we're going to try very hard to to uh, make this game like you're, you're not going to even like know it's it's Unity. You're you're just going to see the game for what it is. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so is this coming out only on the Nintendo eShop, or is it coming out physical as well? It's going to be coming out only on Nintendo eShop, uh, as far as we know for now. We originally said that um, we were hoping to put it on, on physical copies, but having done more research into that, it's, it's seeming more and more like that's um, not uh, a uh, sound financial decision to do, um, because it would require that we... Um, by a much more expensive development kit. It would also require that we um, uh, pay for each physical copy, like each cartridge. And you buy them in bulk, of course, but they're all the same. They're, they're very expensive. And um, I've, I've tried to do research into this, and it seems like uh, an overwhelming majority of people may not like buying digital, but they'll. Um, but if they don't have a choice, like the game is digital only, they'll, um, they're willing to, to buy it that way. Like, in other words, we're not really um, missing out on on too many people if we, if we do digital, at least so like our like surveys have, have told us so far. Now, one thing about putting on digital, um, you get to be on the Nintendo press release every week for the you know eShop downloads, and um, it does a lot of games are put in the quote unquote also oh new this week section, and um, you know it's kind of buried, and they're not uh, featured by Nintendo. Do you know how to be featured by Nintendo on those press releases? Are you worried about sales being low just because you may fall into that? Or were you worried about the Switch being taken over and not having, or, or just kind of worried about sales in that front? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a very real fear. I think that's actually a really great question. Um, uh, that's like, I really like that question because it's, um, definitely, uh, an important, like, uh, issue that we're having to tackle. Um, Nintendo is very interesting in this regard. I, you hear this all the time, like um, from uh, people who, who talk about Nintendo, like um, and and like in say podcasts, at least in my experience, the Nintendo is very much a wild card, and it's, and it's really hard to kind of like read what they're gonna do next. Um, and in, in even in like looking at past events, I'm honestly like not sure like how they would um, look at like a game like ours because. Um, on one hand, it's probably going to have um, some of the drawbacks of a game made by like a a somewhat um, new de- development team. Um, but at the same time, it is going to be a fairly large game. It is going to be um, published by um, somebody that you can trust. We're going to uh, work pretty hard to like find a good publisher um, and to uh, so basically like. I don't know. I think that there's there's going to be like a handful of like positives and, and negatives about our game, I guess. And and a part of that is that like our game is going to be, um, we're going to try to uh, make this game from like an artistic standpoint as well as like a, like as like a business standpoint. So um, even though we're we're definitely very um, uh, a big goal of ours is is to uh, 
be to make a game that's appealing to a very wide audience. Um, in other words, to like we want this to be um, a game that quite a few people could could look at and be like, oh, this this is definitely something that would bring me joy. But at the same time, we also want to make a game that's um, that like has messages that um, that you could say doesn't really play by the rules in a few ways. Um, uh, just because we also kind of come from like a background of um, being very interested in art games and and like experimental games and, and stuff like that, so I definitely think that like that influence is going to um, have an effect on the game. Um, and also because like uh, this is probably going to be a rated T or rated M game, um, and Nintendo seems to embrace those games these days, but I'm not sure if they would embrace a game like that for 3DS. Like I'm, I'm honestly really torn about whether or not Nintendo would be willing to like feature um, a 3DS game in the future. Um, and another reason why that's such an interesting question to me is because I think it's it's hard to know if uh, Nintendo's um, support for the 3DS would be something that would motivate them to want to like spotlight a game like this, or if maybe by a year or two from now, like maybe they'll um just completely uh, uh give up on the 3ds by then and or or maybe they'll be like a successor it's it's honestly it's hard to to tell if um so it remains to be seen if nintendo is going to um like want to spotlight us or not i definitely think um just by virtue of being in the what's new catalog i think that's gonna definitely be very good for us um, I think especially in compared to, to Steam on computers, um, you have a lot more visibility there than, than you would um, if you were a brand new game on Steam. So uh, I definitely think even with the Switch doing so well, I think with just the, the sheer lack of competition on 3DS, I think like seeing a, what like there's going to be a lot of people looking for a new game just like every two weeks, uh, say. Um, and I think that's going to be a huge part of, of people discovering this. Now, how exactly are you going to make your game stand out from the rest? I think, um, I definitely think that, uh, the core of what our game is is going to be a big aspect of, of like, what it, what makes it, like, stand out, uh, like, immediately. I think the fact that, um, to my knowledge, there are very, very few uh, games in the 3DS that are, um, extremely story heavy. I would describe our game as, like, a mix between, um, like a Yu-Gi-Oh video game, and and say Telltale's The Walking Dead, for example, um, because our game is uh, very much about like making um, like dialogue choices and interacting with people and, and like in socializing with characters and, and making um, important choices that will like affect the, the outcome. Um, that like that's a pretty big part of the game is like very um, uh, gameplay light kind of. Um, story heavy kind of like uh, moments but the game is also um combined with with a uh, like a card game um and the card game itself is is going to be um like fully fledged it's, it's not going to be like like an afterthought you know what i mean so because like you can, just by the nature of being like uh like a weird mashup of two genres i think that is going to um that that's one thing that i think will help it to stand out i think the um the setting and and the um um, mature subject matter is going to make it stand out. Um, I uh, have yet to say that uh, this game is going to be 
very much focused on the main character's uh, new relationship with the girlfriend. Um, we uh, want to take kind of a slightly different approach from um, a lot of, like, say, uh, romance visual novels, um, which are usually um, very much like wish fulfillment um, and, and all about like getting a girlfriend as opposed to what happens after you, you have a girlfriend. Um, we want this game to like kind of explore um, kind of somewhat realistically like what it's like uh, to um, to get into like an, an intimate relationship. Um, and, and, and part of why it's like a, um, a say like rated T for teen or, or maybe higher um, is, is that we, um, I guess like we don't want to like pull it back or, or like base at least like kind of like the, the, like the, the dialogue and the, and the story and, and how like the characters interact. Like we don't want to like portray it like for like a mature audience and all this, but it, of course there's not going to be like, um, anything that would be considered like adult only content. Um, because that would basically mean that the game uh, couldn't even be put on the eShop. Uh, so I think definitely having like very mature um, the themes throughout the game, like um, I, I think the Cold War is is in and of itself like an, an interesting and deep subject uh, that I think would kind of make the game just kind of stand out. And you know, with the characters being punks, that too, um, like I have, like that would I think that would really grab somebody's attention if they just like saw uh, the like see it's like saw like a screenshot of the game of like the characters just being themselves. When will you start having screenshots and or video uh, trailers of it? Do you think that's going to be happening soon? Um, no, the game is, is uh, early in development, so we're probably not going to have much of either anytime soon. Okay. Um, have you thought about using some other Nintendo uh, 3DS features like Street Pass or Amiibo? Um, we thought about it, but it seems like um, as much as I don't want it to be so, it seems like the user base for 3DS is thinned out enough these days that um that street pass uh doesn't get used very much i only i feel like that's only going to get uh um uh, a little bit worse as time goes by um uh, and so i uh we're, we're not thinking about uh, investing in, in street pass features um and also um for kind of the same reason why um uh physical copies are expensive and and outside of our plan for a very similar reason like amiibo support would be outside of our uh like what we were able to do and partially because nintendo um has like licensing rights to a lot of amiibo so like if say we wanted to have like like a yoshi amiibo like in our game just as a random example that would require that we um like do the licensing rights from nintendo um to have like yoshi within our game that would be much too expensive for for the benefit now, you say you're going to have it for the new 3DS. So you're going to use all the shoulder buttons, even the C-Stick. How do you use the touchscreen in this game? Um, the touchscreen is very important to uh, the experience, um, especially when you're in the uh, the card game itself. Card games um, can be very much improved, I think, uh, when you're able to like drag things and, and tap things. I, one of my favorite card games of all time is, is called Elements of the Game. It's, it's a browser game and it's entirely mouse only. Um, and so you could say that like a mouse is very much like touch controls. Um, and, uh, and part of why I like, I like this card game so much is that, um, just the, 
the um, the user experience of, of using a mouse to play the game um, makes things like flow very naturally and 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 I think it's it's like a very important part to like experiencing it I, I'd say um, and so I think having the unique combination of physical buttons for um, more uh, advanced kind of gameplay with the the convenience of being able to use the touch controls I think that's that's very much why we we are putting this game on 3ds you uh, can't do that with like a mobile phone game and we can't really do that with the, the even the switch because the switch um, has it so that their touch controls is very primitive uh, and and it has to be optional that's kind of like part of Nintendo's um, agreement with developers is that if you make um, a touch control game on the Switch, it has to be an optional thing. Um, and we really don't like the idea of like uh, making touch uh, controls non-essential. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I definitely think that like that's a huge part of the game is like the touch controls. Like even outside of like playing card games, like using the menus and things, I think that would be like an important thing to like make the experience for uh, the players better. Also, um, we don't have like a concrete plan for how we're going to use um, all the different buttons, um, but we're hoping to use each and every button in, in some important way. Uh, we definitely want to um, take advantage of, of the 3DS's hardware as much as we can, um, but we're not entirely sure how we're going to do that right now. Now, I actually have never played a card-based RPG. I'm sorry. Uh, that was crazy, but is this something I can enjoy too? Absolutely. We're actually, um, we're trying to design this game, in fact, for people like yourself. We very much so want to, um, to, uh, appeal to an audience of people who, who more so really like 3DS games than say they do, um, uh, card games as a genre. We definitely want to appeal to, um, card game players who are just looking, who are just kind of bored and looking for the next thing. Um, and that, that's definitely a good one third or more of our audience, but, Maybe a majority of our audience is we're trying to like get people who this would be their first card game or, or people who aren't like super into card games. We really want to design this with people like that in mind. We want to make it so that the card game isn't too complicated so that it's, um, uh, I guess kind of like easy to understand. And, um, and, and that's part of why like touch controls are important is we, as I think touch controls would, um, Make things like very intuitive for like a player who doesn't know a whole lot about a card game, as as a compared to like kind of like navigating awkwardly with like a like a D pad for example. Um, and we definitely want to have uh, the story aspect of the game be very appealing to anyone and everyone, kind of the same way as like um, had this been a, like a a fiction novel um, about the Cold War, you know, and that that would obviously uh, appeal to people of, of a huge age range and. Um, and of really anyone that's looking for a good book, I, I would suppose. So in the kind of the same way, we, we wanna we're hoping that like the strength of the story will will be the thing that like gets people to get the game. But then like when they um but they'll discover along the way that the, the card game itself is uh kind of designed with them in mind, that it's um uh I guess kinda like it, it's kinda we wanna make it like so that it's um exciting and that it has pizzazz. And that it's um, fun even for people who are intimidated by um, uh, like the complicated rules of Yu-Gi-Oh or or are kind of like the strange jargon of a card game. You know, like we, we definitely like really want to make this game for 
the everyman. That makes sense. Now, you say it's a card game. Now, how do you design each card? Are you going to be very simple, kind of like the traditional, you know, card games? Like, um, or are you going to make it more like, you know, Japanese manjong? Or, you know, how do you think about the cards in this card-based game? Originally, um, we were toying with the idea of of um, using cards from a 52 deck. So say like how, uh, you know, how it, it's like a king, queen, jack, ace, uh, two through ten. Like maybe like using cards like that, but then adding our own cards to it. And that would give people um, kind of like something to, uh, I guess, like have as a, like, you know, a lot of people like know how to play poker and such. So like maybe like we were thinking maybe that would be a good way to like help introduce people. We decided to scrap that idea, but we're definitely um, trying to make cards that are, are pretty traditional, I'd say. Like if if you've ever seen Pokemon the Trading Card Game or or Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic the Gathering, um, if you've ever seen like a, a card from there, we're definitely um, basing our cards very heavily off of that um, with having like each card has like artwork and a cool name. Um, and, and each card has, uh, um, attack and, and some health. So like if, you know, if a card runs out of health, it, it dies, um, then you have to discard it. But if, uh, each card has like a, a normal attack that, um, you can choose to just like attack using that attack. But optionally, there's also like special attacks that are better than normal attacks. Um, and we're hoping that like players will uh, start by like we'll, we'll try to give uh, players cards that don't have many abilities so that each card that they get is, is like easier to understand but it, it's basically like you can choose to kind of um, play by like the simpler rules um but you might lose because you're not taking full advantage of the cards but you can also kind of like learn the special abilities of, of each uh like um uh, card that's like a like a living like, person in your army so to speak. And then there's cards that um, do like special things. There are cards that like act as uh, things that like do something for the entire game. There are cards that like attack your opponent directly instead of being like like part of your army. So you might be like a thunderstorm. It might do like um, two damage to uh, every um, army card on on the opponent's field. So like for example. Wolverine from uh, Marvel's X-Men. You could theoretically okay. use sure. Wolverine's claws and attack or Wolverine's healing power. Um, yeah, if if a Wolverine was like um, a card that you could play in this game, I think what he would he'd definitely be um, uh, in our card, we, they're called vessels, so they're basically like uh, people is a good way to think of it. Um, so he would be like um, like in like a someone on on your your army so to speak and he would um have like a base attack where he uses his claws but he might have like an ability where each turn he heals by such and such amount it would require uh there's different kinds of cards some cards don't require anything and you can just kind of play it some cards require um a certain amount of a resource to, to buy so to speak like you you get like a certain amount of research uh, resource excuse me each turn and with that, you can um, spend that to like to to place a card on the field or to use it. Uh, so Wolverine might have like a special attack that um, he can only do um, 
so many times per game. Uh, but that attack might be better than the normal attack. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just want to try to give it like a more concrete kind of thing. Um, but you know what I'm saying. I think we're in agreement there. Um, so, do you have a price or release date or release range or price range? Um, unfortunately, we don't have like good idea for either one of those. We originally said that we want to have this game out in 12 months, but um, in in reflection, we're not sure if we're going to be able to make that goal. Um, in fact, we might it might take a lot longer than that, so we don't want to um, have like a, an official release date, and we, we definitely don't know what the price is going to be quite yet. Now, since it's going to be on the 3DS and it's going to be a portable, have you thought about making it very portable-friendly? You know, ability to quick save, ability to pop in, pop out kind of thing, because I know a lot of portable games um, fail because they don't think about that, and that's one of the features of 3DS, you know, going to sleep real quick and being able to you know play a game real quick in five minutes or ten minutes and then you know being done have you thought about that um yeah uh we haven't thought about it too hard um but uh we are lucky enough to say that the game is um designed naturally as if it um would really benefit like short um play times and, and, p- and putting it down and picking it back up um the game is structured so that uh there are kind of like three sections of a day and then there's like nighttime which is kind of like a cutscene sort of kind of um and there's there's the morning there's the the midday and then there's the evening um and because like like each day is broken up into like small parts um you have many opportunities to save the game and to to, to turn it off um uh, and i've always been like really into games that are geared towards like short playthroughs I unfortunately I'm very busy these days, so I, I gravitate towards games that are um very easy to, to like pick up and put down. Um but I still really like games that are um kind of beefier and, and bigger, which is kinda of why I really like uh say a three DS game more so than a mobile phone game. Um not that there's anything wrong with mobile phone games, but mobile phone games are, are very much uh very uh casual and simple. Um and so I like that the three DS has found kind of a balance uh, with some of its games that are both um, more uh, intense, you could say, but they're also still something that you can pick up and put down. And I really want to have, um, like, and because I really love games like that, I think that's naturally going to um, influence, like, the design of this game. And uh, the card game itself, because it's relatively simple and because the, the card games don't last very long, um, if you, like, if you put your... Uh, 3ds in sleep mode right in the middle of a card game you can pick it back up and and very easily um know what to do next because the the card game doesn't require very much um thinking ahead it's not like a chess game where where it benefits you to to think like um like to be like three moves ahead of your opponent you can certainly do that i think um i i think like players who, who like really care about this they're they're bound to find interesting combinations and and to um, so take it seriously enough that if you really wanted to, you could, um, think many turns ahead, but to win the, to, to win a card game, you really don't need to do that. So I think being able to just like start the uh, card game right in the middle, um, you would like, you know, you would know where you left off and you, it would be perfectly fine. Likewise, card games aren't so long that, um, you would have to do that very often. You could pretty easily like finish the card game and, and then save the game afterwards. Um, 
because I would I would imagine that card games don't last a whole lot longer than say a Pokemon battle. Like um, if you have uh, say five Pokemon on your team and your opponent also has five Pokemon, I would I would honestly say that sounds more or less like the the length of, of what a card game would be in our game. Okay, so you did mention Russian and a relationship. Have you thought about actually getting a historian or getting an actual Russian or getting a woman to actually, you know, help with um, the story elements, make it more authentic? That's a very good question. Um, the the main problem that we're, we're faced with is that we don't really have the budget for something like that, unfortunately. As of right now, that's very much likely to change, especially, like, if we get a publisher. I feel like that would... Um, really help out with that too uh we definitely do want to at the very least consult with um real life people um who know a thing or two about uh, these things as it just so happens um i know quite a bit about history uh, i'm not a history major at my university i'm i'm a uh, 22 years old by the way um but i uh i do uh, just so happen to know a whole lot about history um and it's very easy to, to research that, that sort of thing. However, um, writing a female character really well is something that I think would definitely benefit from having like a female writer um, or having like people that I, I can uh, like consult with and talk to. I have a little bit of, of experience myself um, in relationships. Um, but I've, I've learned the hard way that like what a healthy relationship is is a very tricky thing. And to, to nail that down perfectly is, is going to be something that... Um, is going to be really hard. I think, and that also because that's a, I think that's a pretty big part of the game is is um telling a story about uh, a what a realistic um uh, intimate relationship with a girlfriend is like. Okay, have you uh, thought about doing voice acting for this game? How are you doing the music? Um, we are not going to do uh, voice acting for this game, slightly because um I've never really. I've always kind of been a um, a believer in um, uh, like a text box is, is just as good as voice acting sometimes. Um, the same way as like um, uh, some people like prefer like a novel over um, a like an audio book um, in the same kind of way or, or, or say like a comic book. Um, so we don't really kind of like view uh, voice acting as, as like a very, very important thing, especially given um, the budget that we have. Uh, and in my experience, I know that voice actors can be um, a very uh, difficult um, thing to, to uh, put into a game because of like all the many steps involved. Um, and voice acting is just like something that like a, a small team like us even with the publisher, um, don't have an interest in. As for, I'm sorry, what was the other thing that you asked? Uh, the music. How are you going to do it for this game? Is it going to be like chip tunes? Is it going to be just how, how? What kind of themes do you have? Like, is it going to be like Russian based or what? Um. So we're thinking that um, the setting is going to be um, like a fictional um, country within Europe. We were trying to tell a story about Soviet occupation of, of um, Eastern Europe as opposed to Russia itself, um, which is kind of an interesting thing because that, uh, uh, that basically means that we're, we're tackling a setting that, that has, um, you know, like Russian influence, but also 
uh, just for a random example, maybe like German influence, because it might take place in a, in a country inspired by Germany. Um, uh, but as for the music, um, we're thinking about um, maybe having uh, more, say, like uh, uh, very like atmospheric music, um, music that would um, uh, in some way, for some parts of the game that would kind of like fit like say like a movie score um for example like if the main dude is, is like walking down the street and it's a really windy day then we might like um play up the fact that um the wind is blowing really hard um and there may not be anyone around uh in, in the scene for example so the, so the music might be like very subtle you know what i mean um but then um say if there may be in a bar there, there could be like muffled um like 80s uh music playing it could be like um, you know, a lot of 80s music is kind of like slow and, and bittersweet. But then, then again, because these are punks that we're talking about, um, there might, uh, like especially during the card game itself, there's definitely going to be like punk rock, um, even if it's like without lyrics. Uh, and I think that's definitely going to be like a, a part of the, um, the soundtrack too. Now, um, since it's going to be on the 3DS and have a dual screen element, have you thought about having to do menus and how to organize your game in two different screens um yeah we think that um with the card game your opponent is going to be on the top screen and you're going to be on the bottom screen uh which kind of works out that's it's usually what happens um but that works out really nicely because it allows us to use touch controls for your part of the screen but uh, you won't even need to use touch controls for for their part of the screen um and here again is the reason why we think the 3ds is better for this game than say the switch um because with the switch um it's, it's kind of awkward to hold it uh, vertically uh, so that it looks kind of like the 3DS. With the 3DS, uh, kind of like in real life, you know, like if you're, you're sitting at a table and you're playing a card game, um, like far in, into the distance is, is where your opponent is and where his side of the field is, and then close to you is where your side of the field is. Um, so it would not really feel as natural to have like a card game go from left to right. Uh, but then outside of that, we definitely want to use the bottom screen for stuff like menus, um, and for information, and um, but also like if you're in a conversation, like that could be where the text goes. But then you could see the scene of the people talking in the top screen. Okay. Um. So, how big do you want this game to be? Like a twenty-hour game, a ten-hour game? You're gonna have a lot of replay value. I'm um, just kind of thinking about that. You know, how to make a value for the customer. Right. Um. We we definitely hope that uh, the branching story paths and the um, the very um, I don't really know how to describe this any other other way. I kind of think of like card games as like Play-Doh. You know, like there's there's a lot of things that you can. That's just kind of just the first thing that came to mind is that there's like a lot that you can do with Play-Doh. In the same way, there's a lot of different um, decks that you can make. Uh, Say, kind of in a similar way to in Pokemon, there's a lot of different Pokemon teams that you can assemble um, to have with you, and you can constantly change that up. You know, you can um, put a Pokemon in, in your storage box, and you can capture a new one if you uh, want some change. The same kind of way, I, I think um, that lends our, our game a lot of replay value, um, and uh, especially because uh, the game is. We think, at least for now, we don't know if we're going to keep this decision, but as of now, the game is on like a t- on like a certain amount of days. 
kind of like how um, uh, Legend of Zelda um, Majora's Mask has three days. Our game might have like several weeks. Um, and in that, and like when that uh, time period ends, um, a big event in history happens. Um, and depending on what you're at and what do you do, basically depends on whether or not you can say that you um, were on the right side or the wrong side of history, basically. Uh, and so that's basically like like how you get like a good ending or like a bad ending. Um, and so I think like if you uh, you might want to experiment like what happens if I get a bad ending or or maybe I didn't play so well the first time. Like what happens if if I play a little bit differently the second go round as this character. So yes, yeah, so I think that would um, really help with like replay value. We don't really have a good idea of of the, the size of the game. Um, we're very cautious with making sure the game doesn't get too big um, for what we're capable of. Um, we definitely think as long as the game is sized appropriately, we can make it a very good game. But if the game is like too big for what we can handle, um, then it's going to fall apart or, or it might not be a very good product in, in the end. Um, which kind of sucks because, I mean, obviously everyone likes a bigger, more exciting game. Um, but if, if we can only make kind of kind of a somewhat small game, not like very small, but like kind of somewhere in the middle, if that's what, like what uh, we're the extent of what we're capable of, then that's what we're going to do. Now, I found you on Reddit. Um, how, uh-huh. Are you been on Reddit for years? And you, do you want to continue using Reddit as a platform to help get people um, the information out to the people? Yeah, we definitely think Reddit is a big, important part of our um, strategy. We want to establish a um, working relationship with like uh, actual 3DS fans on through Reddit because Reddit is such a great place to, to get a very massive gathering of people who are interested in the same thing. Um, and uh, we want to we want to kind of like make a point of not being like other developers because a lot of other developers are very much like um, uh, mysterious and and like separated from from the fans. You know, like they'll like maybe make like well they'll have like a like say a Twitter where they like tweet out like promotional stuff, but they won't like interact too heavily with the community. We want to have like a very big like community focus, especially because we're using Patreon over say um, instead of something like Kickstarter, um, because uh, Patreon too is very much like a community oriented thing. Um, and we care very deeply about like befriending people on Reddit, and because because like you said, I have been uh, using Reddit for a long time now, um, and I feel like I've uh, become like just a very ordinary like person on Reddit. So as such, I think I'm able to like talk to people about my game without it coming across as me being like a, a cynical business person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, um, what are some of your favorite 3DS games? Ooh, I really, really like um, the Fire Emblem games. I was introduced to it thanks to the 3DS. In fact, it's a big reason why um, I bought my first, I bought a 2DS uh, several years back. Um, I really, really like Fire Emblem Awakening because that game is, in my opinion, uh, very well-rounded. Um, I like uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, birthright a little bit more than Fire Emblem Awakening, um, largely because like even though that game is a lot more uh, rough around the edges, I think it um, at its best it's a better game uh, than even Awakening is, and that says a lot because like a lot of people agree that Awakening is one of the very best 
uh, 3DS games. Um, and uh, not a lot of people would agree with me that uh, Fire Emblem Birthright is a really great game. Um, uh, maybe from like a, a game design perspective, maybe it's not. Um, but there, there, uh, for example, there's a lot of uh, little things that I, I think it does right. Like there's some story moments that I think are really great. I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Uh, no, just wondering what other games. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Luigi's Mansion, uh, New Moon is a good game. I really like that it, um, it's, it's a very good take on what, uh, like a point and click adventure game could be. Um, let's see what else. Hmm. I really like the Binding of Isaac, and I really like a lot of other indie games that are on, uh, 3DS. And that is part of why I'm, I'm making one myself, is because, like, I was very inspired by, like, uh, eShop only games. Uh, I was surprised by, like, how good so many of them are. Uh, what are your favorite games of all time? Like, top three. Mm. Um, I would definitely put Bioshock in that list. I think that's another example of a game that, like, balances having a very compelling story, very good gameplay. Um, it's kind of, I have, like, somewhere around, like, 11 or 12 um, games that I would say are, like, my favorites, so it's kind of hard to pick, like, three out of that list. Um, definitely, definitely Bioshock. Um... Any Super Mario games you know? Um, yes. Um, as I told you, like uh, making uh, Super Mario levels was how I got into game design. Um, I really like New Super Mario Brothers for the DS. Um, in fact, that's probably like one of the only DS games that I actually like really fondly remember and like. Um, and it's uh, I, I think uh, it was just like a really solid. Um, it didn't really do a whole lot new, but I, I think it like was just a really good game, and, and it knew what it was, and, and that was good enough to me, I guess, as a kid. Okay, well, uh, thank you for your time and for this great interview. Uh, we will definitely be putting a uh, link to your Patreon in the information box, so that way anyone that's listening um, could go ahead and be part of this. Um, thanks again. Do you have anything else you want to mention before we go? Um, yeah, uh, thank you very much for... Uh, listening to my game. I know that our game is uh, far from release at the moment. Um, so it really means a lot if if you guys uh, took interest in our, I guess, our, our humble little game. And um, seeing as you guys are, are fans of, of uh, like the 3D aspect of the 3DS, I think that's a really great. Um, I definitely think that I really hope that the 3DS stays around for a while because I think the 3D aspect of it is a really wonderful thing that um, it's a shame that the Switch doesn't have that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, thank you for listening. All right, bye. Bye. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D and Mr. Bingo5, for your financial support on Patreon.com. So, that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.